Hello everyone, this is Elliot Richardson from 889 The Bridge. We are currently doing our 889 The Bridge staff and students reach out, but today I'm joined by, would you please introduce yourself? Sure, I'm Danny King and I'm um, an English teacher at Mercer Island High School. Um, I teach honors freshmen as well as the senior film as literature course. I'm a part of that senior film as literature course. And so first, how are you? Tell us about who you are and, you know, and just how are you genuinely? Sure. Well, um, you know, quarantine time has been super weird and um, stressful, but I am, I live in Shoreline with my fiance and we're, we've both been working at home through this time. And um, I am kind of, we're both kind of self-proclaimed movie buffs. Um, which is fitting that I teach the course, um, but spend a lot of time watching movies and, and good television. A um, little bit more about me, I'm from the Bay Area in California is where I grew up. Um, spent a lot of my childhood though, um, hanging out in the Cascade Mountain Range in Washington. And I went to college out in Spokane and did my undergrad. Um, I spent four years living in Bavaria, Germany after graduating. Um, I went to graduate school, got some other life experience, did some other kind of interesting work while over there. And then, yeah, I've been teaching at Mercer Island. I think this is year five for me, but probably like eight years or so just in the teaching profession. Oh, um, so you were just two years behind when I arrived. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. right. I was halfway through freshman year. And so... um. So lots of movies over quarantine, I'm guessing. Do you have any specifics to recommend? Because that's a big thing of our radio station. We have probably been sending out as many film recommendations as oh, IMDb. Cool. So uh, from an expert, if you have any specifics you would like to recommend to Ooh, the people. Man, there is so much to watch. So that's a hard question. Um, I would say since quarantine started, moved, like newer movies that came out that I really dug, um, um, I really liked Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which I think is still streaming on Hulu. Um, it's a French film, a female French director, really a gorgeous movie uh, that like took me by surprise by how much I liked it. Um, gosh, what else to come out recently? Of course, there's been a total lag in new movies because of, you know, studios and stuff yeah. having to like reconfigure. Um, they're getting nervous because they're losing yeah. they might lose some funding quite quickly i'm really worried that some of the films that i'm looking forward to might lose right and I ha yeah i haven't <laughs> seen tenet yet actually the christopher nolan film so i know that was like delayed with its release and all and some some folks have been able to see it i have not um the film i'm like most looking forward to to come out and they pushed it about out another year um is dune um, oh, 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 I forgot that was pushed back. I know, it was pushed back like a year, but I am like, I, I'm a big fan of the book. Um, love the director. I'm just so stoked on that movie, but that doesn't really help for recommendations because that's Yeah, <laughs> well, well, late Portrait of a Lady on Fire, you heard it first, people, get informed. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say if I was allowed to give one, this is a strange film to recommend, but it's, if you're a Led Zeppelin fan, Watch mm. a film called Song Remains the Same. Mm. It was it was made by Led Zeppelin, and it's like about oh, cool. the 
and it's kind of interspersed with dream sequences. It's kind of, I, re I just recommend it because that sounds awesome. Great, great thing to watch. And it's just kind of like, even if you're not a fan, by the end, you will become a fan. And so oh, cool. thank you very much for those recommendations. But, you know, I've got some other questions and this is maybe where a discussion may roll. And this is quite <laughs> a big one. And I've probably briefed you on this. Um, who would you say is the most overrated director? We're yeah. just getting straight into it. Oh my gosh. So I have some thoughts on this and I, I get some thought over, over lunch. Um, so uh, one person who is beloved by many who I don't really care for is Ron Howard. Um, like he did like back in the day, like Apollo 13 was like a good movie and all when it came out, I thought the new solo movie was trash. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, the more that I think about my solo, I'm probably just a bit like, instantly I'm like, no, but then I'm like, I don't remember it that much. And, and I mean, for, for diehard Star Wars fans, sure, it's like a part of the, the, the whole canon or whatever, but I just really didn't like it, and it did a lot of fan service that was just kind of cringy to me. Anyways, didn't feel like Star Wars he's just been hit or miss over it. Like, he'll do some, like, decent movies that, you know, He's like a big name in Hollywood, but then like, I don't know, just some, I don't know. I think he's overrated personally. Um, well, who else? Ron, this isn't overrated necessarily, just bad in my opinion, is like the Michael Bay movie. I, think bad. I don't think like any, I don't, I don't think a lot of like, people are gonna be. Yeah, and that's not really contentious necessarily, but I will, I will say I think Marvel movies are, are not, I'm not a huge Marvel movie fan. I, I get it, I understand it, I know that superheroes kind of fit into they're kind of like the way like john wayne westerns were back in the day for american audiences so it kind of fills that niche not all really my cup of tea or i'm not like looking forward to the next big marvel movie coming out um and the last one this one this might be a little controversial i'm i think tim burton is kind of overrated um i love edward scissorhands thought that was like a brilliant movie as a distinct kind of auteur style but i think in the last 15 to 20 years, I haven't been super impressed by his movies. I heard a description of Tim Burton. It was like comparing um, directors as, as if they were um, chefs. And it's like Tim Burton's just anything with Tim Burton sauce on it. So it's just kind of, he, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I feel like he has his like color gradients and flares and kind of like house structure. He goes, we'll just yeah. do this. Or think of the plot while we're there. I'm like, oh, but it's so quirky and creepy. It's got the Tim Burton aesthetic. You know, <laughs> yeah. what, there's, you can see clear, you, there's a lot of inspiration you could get. And if you want the true stuff, I see you can go to the source. Um, and to respond to the Marvel movies, first thing, just childhood. But <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> I feel like the reason they're in such high esteem is because so many of us, we, the more that we think about it, it's like, they're like, our oh, Star Wars movies. You know, they're, sure, sure. they're all like, oh, yeah. But then um, I do see, like, there has been, you know, some Marvel movies in particular, which, you know, you see, like, the ratings, and you're like, really? Yeah, and a little overwrought, you know. I mean, some of them, like, I liked Deadpool a lot. I thought that it was, like, clever and fun and... Um, Black Panther, of course, had had was like an important film. So I'm not like a total hater. It's just not really my cup of tea. And it's kind of pushing out the same tropes over and over again. I have liked some of the superhero um, shows that have come out. Like I think The Boys is, was really good. And if you're familiar with that. Um, I love The Boys. 
And then, oh, what am I thinking of? Why am I drawing a blank right now on the HBO show that was amazing? Yes. Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen was absolutely brilliant, and that kind of is like in a superhero vein. Yeah, it's like it's it's I always it's it's interesting coming from adaptation because I always feel you know you don't want to do you got to do something with it, and I kind of see it because if like if I'm allowed to say like most well this isn't as I would say overrated film or directs but just one film that got a ton of buzz which are like bohemian rhapsody oh yeah in, in my opinion because of <laughs> course a lot of people are just like oh but it was the story of queen it looked so good and the um mm-hmm. live aid sequence was so good i'm like yes all of those things it's just kind of coming from me i know i know the story of queen has been told and i feel like when you're doing an, an adaptation you've got to do something with it it's like with elton john with Rocket Man, mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like they did it, but then you know they added the musical, well the um, well the natural um the super wait what is the word when natural supernatural stuff happened magical realism right right Ma- right yeah lots of magical realism in it because you see people doing dance sequences and him floating in pools and stuff and so I feel like that original. yeah. And so I feel like that's kind of where it comes into. So I say like just that one because you know yeah, with I agree my, with, with you. Yeah. yeah. When I say my director, I get things thrown at me. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. And the another question is, from being in your class, I know that you don't have much to, much care about the Oscars, I would say. Mm-hmm. The, though it being in film and around that, it's kind of something you need to acknowledge because it's almost right. as if, like, you know, the Olympics doesn't determine the best Olympian, but we can talk about it. Good point. Yeah. You know, what is, you could say, actor, performance, director, piece of sound editing, what is something that has received the golden statue, which you would say, that did not deserve a golden statue? Oh, did not deserve it? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a great question. Man, I may have to just do a quick Google search here to think about what's won in the last years, because let's see. Roma won, which I thought was deserved. Moon which I thought was well deserved. Um, I think uh, Lan- uh, Yorgos Lanthimos is the favorite. That film was incredible, and it won. Um, holy cow! Yeah, what? Let's see here. Oscar winners, best picture. I know a lot of people were thought. Oh, Green Book. I did not see it. I heard it was just okay. At least I. That it was kind of overrated. I myself have not seen it, so I don't want to like cast judgment on something when I haven't actually seen it. I couldn't support that narrative, but I only seen half. <laughs> oh, Parasite won, amazing, totally love that. That yeah, Bong Joon Ho won. Um, Birdman had won. That movie's incredible. Love that director. Though it could even be a role, an act, an acting role, or an acting I, role. Man, I was just. I'm, I'm just going to oh, throw something in. I don't in think. Your- I thought Slumdog Millionaire was just okay. Well, I love Slumdog. Well, kind of because I, I got that Danny, the Danny Boyle bias and instant. Right, I, right. I got that kind of natural thing. But yeah, I kind of guess. And, you know, it was very interesting, though. It's like, you know, what I kind of noticed with the Oscars, that it's like, you know, sometimes they have those years. Because that was in, like, what, 2000? I'm going to say eight or nine-ish. Yeah, early 2000s. Yeah. You know, it's, so it's kind of, you know, maybe it was one of those years it was a bit quiet. But now I feel like we have, sure. we have bombarded the people with the negativity and our cynicism. 
Now maybe we could even try and counteract that cynicism. You know, we said what's overrated, but now we can kind of go over the triumphs of what is underrated. <laughs> we can bring up the thing that kind of was doubted and left behind at the races who deserved more than a second place medal. So sure. That's easy for me. To, I mean, yeah, I mean, Parasite getting the attention it got last year, I, you know, well-deserved. A lot of, if you've seen other uh, Bong Joon-ho movies, they're so odd and like genreless. Um, and just, he really is like unique and creative and uh, always kind of has this like underdog getting their, people getting their comeuppance uh, yeah, sort of themes. Yeah, and it, you, you know, I'm kind of glad that the foreign cinema is getting its dues that it deserves because yes. it's kind of like, it really does show when, you know, kind of when like, of course, me coming from younger, I'm just like, I see, you know, of course, I'm just only going to be exposed to English speaking films. But now that I've kind of like gone out my comfort zone and kind of like, the, it's like, you know, some of these do deserve. And you could just see the influence from what we happens with our cinema to then totally. how it comes to the front. So if you could almost name, uh, I was thinking we could go back to the director, an underrated director who really deserves some dues and some applauds and oh some red gosh. roses being thrown at them. Yeah, underrated directors. Let's see here. I mean, I feel like most of the people I love already get quite a bit of attention. Um, I, I will mention again that the woman who directed... Um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, um, Celine Sciamma is kind of like more of an up and coming French director. And I, I will say something that's always like bothered me with like teaching the course or something that I've always, um, you know, given a lot of reflection to is the fact that we have so few female directors that get a lot of critical attention. Mm -hmm. Part of that is just, you know, the nature of, of creating a film is it's being an artist that way is taking a huge risk. And it was a risk that for many years, just women couldn't afford to take right and it was just a tough industry um and, and we would, do see, oh go ahead oh sorry i was just gonna say would you see in the direct it, it, would you say that the film industry is heading in a progressive direction because you know within because I, I you know one of my favorite shows of all time is Fleabag and it's just it kind I of like you, yes. you, you probably <laughs> like, i kind of noticed that with most people they wouldn't expect it but it just hits so home for me and it's just now that I'm realizing you know that original voice that's coming from the place where normally it's like you know films were typical we have these tropes but now that with the inclusion we're learning more and totally. so would you would yeah. you say Hollywood is and the film industry is heading in a more progressive direction I think they're trying and making making a conscious effort I mean obviously the Me Too movement had brought a lot of awareness to that um, when Moonlight won Best Picture, it brought of a lot of attention. And now all Hollywood productions have to like meet a certain quota with their staff for having people of color involved, um, which I, you know, I think is, is all a good thing. Um, you know, it's not, it's going to be gradual, right? Those kind of changes mm -hmm. to be glacial, right? Um, but would you say the kind of, let's say almost kind of quota meeting forced requirements but then couldn't that kind of be seen as, you know, instead of people understanding equality, they're being forced to. And would that necessarily yeah. actually have a positive change? Yeah, no, that's a good question. And it's been brought up quite a bit when, when they introduced um, these kind of rules for the academy. But the truth is a lot of people just thought like, oh, that means we have to have a certain quota of people of color in the movie. And that's not the case. 
So like if you were making a period piece about like the Civil War or something, you wouldn't be expected to have, right? All, most of the actors oh. white in that scene. Um, but actually most films already do kind of meet the quota. It just has to do with like who's on staff and they consider gender. And um, so most productions do already meet that so-called quota. It's just an effort, I think, to, you know, like most companies would be pressured into, you know, try to diversify the people involved in the project. In film productions, they're huge projects typically. Um, so yeah, it's, it is interesting, but of course it's not gonna go without controversy and without people um, challenging that. But um, it's definitely more of a conversation in cinema just because you know film is like a cultural representation. It kind of is a snapshot of where we are as a society right now. Um, so yeah, we do notice the yeah, more women that are making films, the more women of color, more people of color making films, the better we're gonna become, you know, better cinema is gonna get, the more kind of stories that are gonna get told. Not agree with you more there because I just believe because previously, you know, with, you know, stu with studio, mass studio interference of films, sequels, remakes, kind of hit in a real kind of like buffering dry spot and with a conversation I've had of um, my next, it was a previous interview I did when I was a freshman. It was a conversation I had with um, my neighbor. He was a Hollywood film producer and writer. He kind mm, of, cool. and so he was talking about how the new original, you know, how much Hollywood needs new people. Because when you think of the eighties, when there was new original creative ideas and intellectual properties, Indiana Jones, you know, Goonies, just like classic 80s films, which were original. Yeah. Do you believe we will eventually head into a new revival and renaissance of original intellectual properties of films standing by themselves rather than, rather than another remake, franchise or cinematic universe? Oh man, I hope so. I really do hope so. Yeah, and more, more original content and that is getting like original ideas and, and writers on board but I you know as long as I mean the problem is with cinema being just such a you know money driven industry though if they know they're gonna make big money off that kind of rehashed you know half-baked sequel you know they're gonna go for it those studios are gonna do um, are they doing a half-baked sequel huh are they doing a half-baked sequel Oh no, I didn't mean the movie. <laughs> in general, good point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I certainly hope so. And I have hope too in that like, you know, art and artists are gonna prevail. And especially when going through difficult eras or tumultuous times, like, you know, the world kind of is now, I think it is gonna only produce, there's always gonna be people seeking out that desire to tell those stories that need to be told. So yeah, I have, I have great hope for cinema. What is kind of an interesting question, and um, I know a lot of film directors are talking about this, is still like the value of going to the cinema, the advent of all these streaming services. Um, and I actually have a good friend who manages an independent movie theater in Portland. And he made a really interesting point. He thinks like the big giant multiplex cinema places might start dying out and losing business with the advent of streaming because people just watch it at home, but maybe the smaller independent cinemas that offer a more unique experience might actually thrive in a post-COVID 
kind of era, which is an interesting idea. I would just be so bummed. Well, uh, one thing that Seattle's losing, which is a huge tragedy, is the Cinerama. The Cinerama Theater is going to, it's, there's only two on the West Coast, the one in Seattle and the one in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, it was Paul Allen's big project. And now that he's passed away and the theater's not open during COVID, um, the investors have decided to sell the property and they'll probably build condos or something. And I just find that a huge tragedy. Is that right. the greatest theater to experience a 35 millimeter, you know, movie experience in. So I, I agree with you there. And hopefully, <laughs> in my opinion, I believe the magic of going to the movie theater will never truly go. But I believe this is all we have time for. We can only hit a 20 minute recording. Great. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank Very you, insightful Elliot. answers. Good questions. Yeah, it was just insightful answers. So thank you very much. Of course. Um, this has been Elliot Richardson from 889 The Bridge. Catch you later. Well done.